0: What's up, mortals? This is Mortality Minded, where we explore life, death, and whatever's next through culture, science, personal growth, and more. I'm your host, Thomas Gaudio. This is a new type of episode I'm calling Bucket Nuggets, which will be quick death related dips into things like a great quote I came across, a fact I find interesting. Or maybe just a weird thought I had recently. And I have no shortage of weird thoughts, so I'll have plenty to choose from. Today I'm going to explore a nugget of wisdom from Stoic philosopher Lucius Aeneas Seneca, commonly known as Seneca. Yeah, he's achieved single-name status, kind of like the Adele or Kanye of philosophy. I'm reading a book of some of his writings called On the Shortness of Life, But the excerpt I want to talk about now is from a collection of his works called Morals of a Happy Life, Benefits, Anger, and Clemency. Hell of a title there. Before we get into it, though, here's a two-cent overview of Stoicism, which I'm only just learning about, so my explanation will probably be on the oversimplified side. Stoicism is a Greco-Roman philosophy that asserts that practicing virtue in other words, leading a life of moral character, is necessary and sufficient to flourish in life. It may sound a bit high-minded or pretentious, but Stoicism is meant to be a practical philosophy applied to everyday life, not confined to academic abstractions and debate. It's also very different than the definition of the word stoic that's become common, which means showing indifference to emotions such as joy, anger, and sadness. That's not what Stoicism is about. Part of what Stoicism is about, though, is death, specifically how we should think about it. In the excerpt I'm going to read, Seneca, who was a Stoic philosopher born in Spain during the Roman imperial period in the first century CE, or common error, in this this excerpt, he speaks to how we can overcome our end-of-life fears. He says, But what is it we fear? And then Seneca puts the following in quotes, as if someone else were speaking, quote, Oh, it is a terrible thing to die, Unquote. Well, is it not better once to suffer it than always to fear it? There is nothing that nature has made necessary, which is more easy than death. We are no longer coming into the world than going out of it. And there is not any minute of our lives wherein we may not reasonably expect it. Nay, it is but a moment's work, the parting of the soul and body. What a shame it is then to stand in fear of anything so long that is over so soon. Okay, that's the excerpt. Uh, Pretty straightforward. I don't necessarily agree with the idea of a soul. We may have souls, we may not. There's no scientific evidence we do, but that doesn't mean we definitively don't have one either. That's my view as an atheist-leaning agnostic anyway. But overall, I think it's great advice. Basically, don't fear something that's inevitable and only lasts for a moment. Though (laughs) a small bone of contention here, not to completely undermine his argument, but I'm not sure it's the moment of death people fear so much as it is things like being sick and in pain leading up to death. The idea of having potentially wasted, you know, your life, uh, not being who you truly were and then running out of time, uh, you know, and, or the possibility of not existing anymore and being forgotten. And technically we don't know how someone who's dying perceives time. What we experience as a mere moment from the outside may feel like uh, much longer to a dying person, right? In the same way that any new intense experience often feels like it lasts much longer than it actually does. Like when you're talking to someone you don't want to be talking to <laughs> and, uh, or you just run into, uh, and you're having an awkward conversation. Or for me, I think of, uh, the first time I went skydiving, which was insanely intense, as you can imagine, and I was, uh, shitting myself, um, to put it mildly on the way up there. I was kind of oscillating between, um, overconfidence and just, uh, stark raving fear. Um, and I I kind of settled in the middle somewhere. I was feeling good. We're up in the plane. We're like rising up to, I think about 13,500 feet. We, we flew, we jumped from, and, um, (laughs) I kind of, uh, was, I guess I was feeling good in that moment. And, uh, it was a tandem jump, you know, jumping with a professional skydiver strapped to your back. Um, that's part of the rules or they were anyway, back you know, when I, when I did this for the first time, I think it was like 2000, I don't know, three, four, maybe. And, um, so I'm feeling pretty good. I miss I guess I was putting off a, a vibe. So the guy who I jumped with, who is hilarious, he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, you feeling good. I'm like, yeah, I give thumbs up. He goes, look out the window. I wasn't looking out the window at all. And I look out the window and just see the, the earth is like very, very far away. <laughs> and, was, and my stomach just dropped. And then I look over and I'm like, oh, and he just starts laughing. <laughs> and um, so we jump out. I worked up the nerve and we we did it. I mean, we jumped out or fell out of the plane <laughs> And it's an insane, an insanely um, uh, intense experience and you're free falling for a minute, 60 seconds. And, you know, at some, at some point you hit terminal velocity, which means you're not accelerating anymore. You hit like whatever the max speed is around hundred, 120, I think maybe 120 miles an hour. You're going really fast and you're falling through the sky. And, but the, here's the weird thing. It's all weird and you it's, it's it's incredibly loud because you just you hear the, the air is rushing by you and consuming your ears and uh, I, I remember I couldn't really quite look down I, I, was, I didn't have the nerve to look down but at some point I did and what struck me was it seemed as if I was stationary and the earth was coming at me I it was the most bizarre sensation. I think it has to do with the fact that hit terminal velocity, you're not accelerating anymore. So it doesn't feel like you're actually falling because of that. You're no longer accelerating as an increasing the speed over time. You're just, you've hit a a max um, rate of velocity. I think that's why that, that is. But the other bizarre thing, and this, and this gets back to my point about, you know um, this idea of time dilation is that, uh, as I'm free-falling, I, I, I think you're you just it, it's overstimulus to the nth degree. You can't really process anything. You cannot think in that moment. You cannot make any kind of conscious, rational thought. So something happens in, in your brain. It feels, it, there's no conception of time. Like I didn't feel like I was it was fast or slow. You're just, I guess you, you're, you are 100% in the present so it doesn't feel like time is passing. <laughs> There's no other way to say it other than it feels like eternity, whatever that may feel like. It just feels like this eternal moment, like, oh, time doesn't exist. As, as incomprehensible as that sounds, that's how it felt. And it's, it's a feeling that will always stick with me for the rest of my life. So that experience is so intense. And so novel that my time perception was completely warped, right? So in that way, you know, dying is a new experience. Presumably, if we weren't reincarnated, people who are, you know, Buddhist and or uh, not indoor, but uh, Hindu or Hindu would uh, disagree with me. I assume if you believe in reincarnation, but uh, assuming it is a novel experience and that it is an intense experience, which making an assumption here, but uh, maybe in that way, dying, the dying process, or more specifically, the moment of death is actually a protracted moment. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. You know, who knows what that could be pure bliss, or if you're in pain, that would, be terrible. And maybe that could be like a torturous eternity. So, uh, you know, bringing it back to Seneca and that quote, you know, on balance, uh, assuming it is the moment of death people actually fear and that we don't experience that moment of death as this, uh, horrifying infinity of time. Um, then I think Seneca hit the nail on the head there. Uh, I'll link to the work the quote is from, which again is morals of a happy life, benefits, anger, and clemency in the show notes. All right, that's a wrap for now. Join me in exploring mortality and everything that follows from it by subscribing to Mortality Minded wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find episodes and other content on mortalityminded.com. If social media is your thing, I'm at Mortality Minded on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or if you want to kick it old school, email me through connect at mortalityminded.com. Let me know what you think of this episode and others by rating and or commenting on them. Your feedback is much appreciated and goes a long way in helping make the show better for everyone involved. You, the guests, and me alike. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay mortality-minded.